brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Raiders Brawl podcast, one of the many podcasts on the Brawl Network. I am your host, Darrell Wilson, joined by Ryan Hope, and the Raiders are now 2-2. Two and two. Won the first two games, lost the last two games, and the most recent outing, um, basically a shellacking that didn't look as good as it did on the scoreboard in reality versus the Buffalo Bills. Rallo, man, um, before we get into this podcast and in the last game, man, just what's going on with you? How's everything going? I'm good, Melo, man. I uh, just living a good life, living my best life, and uh, just taking it one day at a time, you know, dealing with the landscape of this whole pandemic and just trying to, you know, love the family and love life and uh, taking it one day at a time and enjoying this entertainment that we call the NFL and the Major League Baseball and the NBA finals, that whole thing. So a little bit how, of red sunshine. How do you, you feel about your MLB team and your NBA team um, losing playoffs this past week, man? I know you got to feel some type of way about that. Yeah, it was very hard, especially with my Clippers, you know, the way they ended uh, the year, their expectations being so high. But I'm still, uh, you know, happy with the way the franchise is set up for the future. It's disappointing with the team losing in the second round to Denver Nuggets, but I still feel as though the franchise has moved in the right direction. I still think that the Clippers have a very good chance of winning the title in 21. So then a, as far as the war. Let, hold on. Let's, 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 let's elaborate on that for a second. All right. How, how, how do you, how could you actually say that at the moment when you probably just um, dismiss the most successful coach and the franchise's history, and we're yet to see who is going to replace them. There are a lot of rumors, but how do you feel so confident in knowing that you have a better chance of seeding for the title next year than you did this year? Because this was supposed to be the year. Yes. Granted, it was supposed to be the year, but as most Clipper fans, you know, it's it has been turmoil for the franchise history, but Doc did do a very uh, incredible job. I mean, getting the franchise into where it's a free agent uh, destiny for most, you know, free agents that last 10 years or so. Uh, He's been there the last, I believe, seven years. So uh, he did a great job, man. But even what I mean when I say they are headed in the right direction, the landscape and the foundation of the, the blueprint of success is still in place. I mean, they're, they're 
doing a, you know, January, February is a groundbreaking for a new arena. I still think we have the richest and the best owner in sports. That's a fact. I think that the front office, Michael Winger, Lawrence Frank, uh, Jerry West, consultant is just doing a great job. I think that there is a little bit of uncertainty as far as the, the payroll and the, uh, what we have left as far as what we can sign as far as free agency and the players that we have left like Montrez Harrell. But I feel, you know, with a little bit of maneuvering, we could trade for a pick and get something back for the whole, uh, you know, all we gave up for the Paul George deal. But I still feel without Doc, whoever comes in will do a great job with the roster that we have. So that's why I feel we have the, place, the pieces in place to be successful. Well, I still have full, full – Full confidence that they'll hire the right coach in place to take Doc's place. Right on, right on. Um, this is the football show, but we're still talking about everything. We we're all, we are sports fans. Um, yes. with, with that Paul George trade, you gave up a lot for the Paul George trade. At the end of the day, um, what's your what's your grade on that after the season? You know, what's he worth? all of that. How you feel about the Paul George experience? Um, I don't well, know how Clipper fans feel about him, but I know he caught a lot of slack. Maybe he didn't fulfill his end of the bargain. Would you say that's true? Yes. I mean, I mean, just from, you know, where the way the season ended, I mean, the, when the trade first happened, the, the deal seemed like it was a no brainer. I mean, you're getting a, a true superstar next to a superstar, but Nobody saw Paul George playing like he played in the bubble in the playoffs in, in the second round, especially against Denver and, and pretty much against Dallas in some some spurts. So I, I hate to, to put it on him in that way, but he's getting paid to perform at a level where he should be better than what we saw. He just didn't seem like he wanted no smoke. He didn't seem like he was ready for the big the stage, you know, so. Paul George did not show what we thought Paul George could be. So it seemed like something, you know, he talked a lot about depression and, and you know, being in a bubble and, you know, just going to your room and back, you know. So it seemed like mentally there's a lot of rumors. They had, his, I guess, his supply. I don't know how true it is. They say, his, you know, he married a stripper and that he was supposed she was doing some things. He couldn't get to her and, you know, it was mental with his head. So, I mean, I, you never know what's true and what's not true. And, uh, a lot of things going on with Portland and Dame and McCullough. That, so I think a lot of that, he was making a lot of excuses saying, uh, uh, you know, he didn't care what people said. You know, it just seemed very mental with him like it was a 20 years. So I think that that really played a factor. Interesting. Wasn't wasn't Paul George um, dating Doc Rivers' daughter? <laughs> yeah, so we all know the, the past of uh, – you know, Paul George, there's a lot of, lot of, a lot of irony with that because he supposedly did her in a, in a bad way where he left her and kind of wasn't, left, didn't end on good terms. So left, left her for this yeah. alleged stripper, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a lot. I don't know what's true <laughs> and what's, what's factual with that, but there was a lot of street talk and a lot of things that was said that he was with some girl that was supposedly out there in kind of the adult film industry or the, you know, stripper or whatever world. And, yeah, so yeah, Paul George is not looking to uh to mentally focus right now. They said he was just not mentally there, man. Like he was really depressed and he had a hard time just doing the bubble thing. So excuses, excuses, but yeah, he's getting paid to do a job, he didn't do it. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Um, 
you know, you, you know, we're gonna we're just gonna go off the rails real quick. We're gonna go off the rails because I just feel that you know the segue is just really important when you said you know the NBA. We're talking about the NBA and the NBA bubble. Um, do you think that the NFL did the right thing by not trying to play their league in the bubble? You know, because there's a big state like Texas or a big state like Florida that has a lot of stadiums, right? Um, mm-hmm. The reason I say that now is due to all these different positive COVID tests outbreak mm-hmm. that's occurring in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. they, as we see with the, the Tennessee Titans, now they already had to have a game pretty much um, postponed for later on in the week and uh, for later on in the season. The NFL had to manipulate their schedule, move some things around, but they're still having more and more players from that team and personnel testing positive and they're breaking protocol, doing all type of stuff, still working out with each other, which, mm-hmm. you know, their football game uh, this upcoming week is in jeopardy um, still against the Buffalo Bills, who the Razors lost to is in jeopardy. Is there, do you think that the NFL should have played in the bubble or was it possible? That's the thing, you know, was it possible? I mean, I know the MLB, said it was not. Uh, Manford came out and said it was discussed with the Players Association of the Major League, and they didn't think that with the travel and the amount of players to house that they didn't find it, it suitable to, to play through the season. So that was their reasoning. I think the NFL is kind of on that same uh, you know level where they have so many guys on the roster, so many personnel guys that they, they, they didn't think they would have the accommodations to house that many teams in, in one area or in, I guess, different regions. So I, I think it could have, if they, in my opinion, I, I thought it would have been better to do a bubble in regions where it's a West Coast, Midwest, South, and right. East, you know. And I thought that could work. I mean, they couldn't do it in just like two states. I think right. it had to be like in four different um, you know, regions where they can they can squeeze that in, but you know that makes uh, sense, man. Reason, that makes sense, yeah. and it's real disappointing too, because um, out of all the professional leagues, NBA and MLB was pretty much going on or about to take place when COVID hit. NFL season wasn't scheduled to start until September, and this right. thing happened way back in March. They had right. a lot of time like a lot of time a lot of time to plan to to figure out what's going on and like you said there are over 53 players i think like 70 people on the roster including uh practice squads so cool. there's a, there's a lot that could go on and it's there's people from all type of teams just testing positive and we saw with our you know las vegas raiders um made the news a couple weeks ago and and nfl had to do a thorough investigation you know for darren waller's event where you had a plethora of players just at this at this charity event, not wearing any mask, not practicing any type of social distancing at all. Um, I just found that I found that really really fascinating. You know, um, they played against the New England Patriots. Um, Cam Newton after the Raiders game tested positive. And I was thinking to myself, like, wait a second, if Cam tested positive, he just played the Raiders. How come any Raiders haven't tested positive? And now we have Mo Hurst, our defensive lineman, you know, 
being on the on the COVID IR list. You know, they didn't say that he tested positive, and this was where we're recording on Wednesday. This was Tuesday that they placed him on the IR list. Now this morning, Diane Rossini from ESPN reported, oh, a second player um, has tested positive without confirming it's uh, Mo Hurst. And we see the we see like the chains just linking across the league. We have Mo Hurst, then we have Cam Newton, and Cam Newton play, last week played against um, you know the Kansas City Kansas City Chiefs. You know, in, in in a big game, and somebody from the Kansas City Chiefs, their backup quarterback, it's not related to Cam Newton, um, the practice squad quarterback, tested positive, and you saw at that game Cam Newton when he was just basically um, talking to Patrick Mahomes. So who knows if Patrick Mahomes is going to test positive? Sometimes you know I'm just rambling here, man, just to just to um, emphasize just how quickly these things could spread, you know, and we all know what's going on in the White House, just like how this stuff could spread, man. Like we got to, and it's just fascinating to me that the Miami Dolphins just got approved to have, you know, fans at their game, all 65,000 people in Hard Rock Stadium. What? Oh, yes. I didn't hear that. Yes. They got approved. They got approved today, today to have all 65,000 people in Hard Rock Stadium. And they said, no, we're not going to go 65,000 from the gate. You know, we're going to start off with 13,000. And, you know, pretty much around wow. the league, it's only been like six, 5,000 at the most oh, wow. in these various yeah. different stadiums, you know, around the league. And if fans are do anything like we saw in the Georgia Bulldog game last week where fans are just all close together, nobody wearing a mask, social distancing, or anything like that, like this thing's, Things can get really out of hand real fast. <sighs> wow, man. <laughs> I, I thought uh, I didn't hear a second Raider um, got put on the list. I know I've heard that, that Mo Hurst was uh, in contact with somebody in his family. Supposedly his girlfriend or fiance um, had somebody she was in contact. So it was like a precautionary thing from what I hear supposedly yeah. happened with him. Yeah, so it was reported. It was reported this morning that a second player tested positive, right? So okay, I've heard. I've heard. Cl- clarify. That. To, wait to yeah. clarify. Clarify. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a second player tested positive, but a player tested positive. Um, Mohurst isn't confirmed to be that player, but Mohurst is on the COVID IR list, which can mean that he had been exposed to somebody and you know, and you just have to go through the quarantine in the waiting period just to make sure that he doesn't spread it to anybody else. So it's not confirmed who it is, you know, everything's a HIPAA violation where you can't really give out any medical information without um, that person approving, you know, you giving out the information, but yeah, it's, it's still an ongoing situation right now. And so the Raiders you, have been fined. Who the second player was? They did, they did, they, nope, they didn't say. They didn't say any names. And it wasn't because was, they were saying it was a, a staffer, not a player, though. That, that supposedly that's what or somebody on the Raiders staff. I don't know if they meant like personnel or office. It's but, everything I've seen said player, not staff. Oh, okay. Yeah, player. Not staff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I, you know, it's this one because uh, I know I read that 
there was another guy that's a real close beat writer with the Raiders. He said it wasn't true. But I don't know why he would put that out there unless he knew. But you never know. People hear things from other people they trust, and they could be wrong. Yeah, so, man. This, this co- hey, Rollo, this COVID is a crazy disease, man. You know what else is a crazy disease? Paul, Paul, Gunther's, Paul, Paul Gunther's defense. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of unhappy Raider fans right now with Paul Gunther, man. It's just the defense is not playing – aggressive defense man it's too much of a bend but not break i mean you go through the first four games your defense is not causing more than one turnover not even two like that's insane to me i mean luckily max had those two sacks you know uh, it's just not getting done on defense man and it seems to do really needs to be a change made um i mean even though coming into the game um Buffalo was playing some pretty good football. They played the Rams the week before in Buffalo. And um, it was it was a pretty handy game for Buffalo. And then the, the Rams made a game of it the second half. The Raiders overall played a pretty good game. They, they didn't get any turnovers. Carr fumbled. We lost the ball. I thought the game was pretty much there for the taking, but they didn't seem to be fourth down. I thought they should have went forward in the, in the third quarter. They went forward in the fourth, end up losing the fourth and one. The big part I take away, you know, even with Josh Gordon getting a uh, banged up shoulder, he still was pretty, pretty lethal. Overall, he played a pretty good game. He had 288 yards, two TDs. Carr played efficient, but he just didn't seem to throw the ball, like we always say, downfield. Too many times, third and seven, and he throw it beneath the chains. That just, I, I, I don't understand that for the life of me, man. It's it just, the ground game never got going. Jacobs was 15 for 48. Waller had a decent game. Dinkin dunked him pretty much all downfield, nine for 88. Um, overall, I just think they didn't seem to have that energy. You know what I mean? It, the, the energy, the passion, I just didn't see it from there. On the, I don't know what it was on the sideline. They didn't seem to have the energy that the, it seemed like almost the old Raiders from, uh, from yesteryear, which was a little disheartening to see. Uh. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Buffalo came into the game with top three in scoring. I think they averaged like about 30 points a game. So the Raiders did okay, but they didn't do enough. And I think they got to get ready. I mean, it doesn't get any easier. We got to go into Arrowhead, and it's going to be another tall task. Uh, Gar, uh, Derek Carr said after the game, he's sick of losing. 
and, and, and you know, Derek, so are the Raider fans. So we got to do something, and it has to be something in an aggressive matter. I, I feel like this is a, a real fork in the road for the Raiders, so uh, they got to get it. And like I said last week, this was a big respect game, and they didn't get it. So this is going to be even a more bigger respect game if they're able to go into Arrowhead on the road where they've had a checkered pass and beat the defending Super Bowl champs, it would say a lot. Let's pump the brakes real quick on that preview. Um, <clears throat> no nuts, no glory, bro. Straight up, 100%. Like, you could talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. Um, Gruden talks a big game, right? He talks a real big game about discipline, being tough, grinders, and all this other type of shit, right? Excuse my language. Um, I'm just angry right now. Um, dude, we've had this conversation in, in the previous episode where we discussed, like, was like, is it the chicken or is it the egg, right? What's going on with Derek? You remember this conversation? It's like, okay, what's going on with Derek Carr? He's doing these check downs and stuff like that. Um, is it because he's just a check down person? Or is it because, like, these are the, these are the orders that are coming from the top to, aka, protect the ball and all these sorts of things? And I said, if we could protect the ball, we could win ball games. You know what I'm saying? But um, or this comes from the top, right? This is all Gruden. People like to blame Carr or whatever, but you got to put your quarterback in a position to succeed. You have to empower him. Like the times I see him empower him, like take shots down the field, like he get past interference calls. And, you know, he took a shot down the field, got a touchdown to Nelson Aguilar, 50-yard bomb, but he didn't have, you know, he has his uh, wide receiver, didn't line up properly. That comes from coaching. That comes from practicing. You're the man of the offense. All your offensive players should know to line up in the right spot you're a wide receiver. You can't cover up a tight end. You got to have four people in the backfield at all times. That's common football, right? Everybody knows it's common football. You know, you got to have four people in the backfield, a quarterback, running back, and like two other people beside, behind the line of scrimmage. At that point in the game, would have made it, it was 14-3, uh, would have made it 14-10. Everybody hype, right? Everybody's really hype. Come down the field. And selling, keep on selling for field goals. What the f? Like you can't keep selling for field goals, man. Like, you right. and I were, you and I were texting during the game, and on that first drive, oh my goodness, like they're moving the ball downfield. Jacobs dink dunk pass, dink dunk pass, dink dunk. Like you can only dink and dunk for so long until you get inside the red zone. You know what I mean? Underneath in the twenties, and it was what fourth and fourth and two, fourth and two. Dog, yeah. and you moving the ball down the field, and you're right there inside the 10. Fourth and two, what do you have to lose? You have to build momentum. Your team, your young players have to know that you believe in them. You know what I'm saying? You, you, have, to right. let, you have to let your players know that you believe in them. Give them the opportunity to make plays. By you selling for a field goal on fourth and two, shows the players that you have zero confidence in them to step up in a big moment. You could have put seven points on the board right then and there. If you don't score your seven, what happens? Oh, your defense is back on the field, but you got them pinned against the goal line with the opportunity to make a play. And you, you know, your, your words like, oh man, it's still early, man. And you take the points. Like it starts, you have to set the tone. 
right away. And this is the second time that they did that. You get in the red zone, driving the ball, driving the ball, driving the ball, and all of a sudden get conservative. Nah, man, this isn't this isn't cool. Um, he has some he has some explaining to do, and I think Las Vegas Raiders media, the NFL media, everybody loves John Gruden so much that nobody is criticizing him for these decisions that he's making. Um, at the end of the day, you're supposed to be this offensive genius, this quarterback guru, this quarterback whisperer, but you haven't done shit for any of your real quarterbacks. You know, you have to groom this guy. You know, you have to breed him. You have to make him a better player. You know, who knows if we got Cam Newton instead of Derek Carr running this offense, what John Gruden would be doing. You know, he'll probably be saying, probably still be making these same conservative play calls, man. Rollo, dude. I mean, we paid, gave this man a yeah, hundred million dollar contract, man. Just earn your uh, money, bro. Mike Mayock is doing his part. Do yeah, your part, Gruden. It's it's you make some very valid points, Mello. I agree with you a hundred percent. Gruden has kind of been put on this pedestal where he kind of is getting untouched, and he has to be he is kind of casting stones at Carr and making sure nobody goes at him. So it's he he doesn't clearly say it's car, but he makes little sidebar comments and then hitting the windows that kind of insinuates he has it. Right. You know, it's you know, it's oh, he was wide open. Oh, look right. at the film, this is there. So you're right, man. And it was some points where I mean, I think it was 13 to 17, third quarter, and then go and into the fourth where they were driving, and then Waller, uh, Josh Norman made a tremendous play. Now, if they go down and score there and, and take the lead, it could have changed the whole momentum of the game. But they had a fumble. Same thing with Carr. Third quarter, he scrambles, gets hit, and he fumbles the ball. Those two second-half fumbles cost the Raiders opportunities. The defense held their own at times. They did okay, you know, in the second half compared to what they did in the first half where they never had a punt. They never made Buffalo punt. So it, it was just a tug of war, and it's a tight game. And like you mentioned, when you don't go forward on fourth down and you're inside your red zone – it makes your quarterback and your team think it would, they, he doesn't have the faith in us. you got to show confidence in your guys, especially your quarterback. What does that say about him? So I just think that they got to be a little bit more aggressive, man, and they got to throw the ball a little bit more downfield. It's too much dinking and dunking to Waller. And I would really love to see them open up more with Jacobs in the passing game, even though Rashard is, is a good – Like they did back. the first game. Like they yeah, did the first and, game. and, and mm-hmm. it's it's not being they got to utilize your talent a little bit more with Jacob. Jacob is so explosive. Get him out there. Let him let him run some seven routes. Let him run some more flares. Get him some more underneath bubble screens. Get him more involved in the passing game. He's too much of a weapon not to to, to just be handed it off to him. Rashad is a great running back, but they have other weapons. But that's what I'm saying, field. though, Ryan. Um, it's we got in the second half. In the second half, that's where all these turnovers and these collapses are happening. Because this is a young, inexperienced team, and the the game is tight, and you know the, the pressure is real tight on them, and they're playing with one point deficits, uh, three point deficits, um, mm-hmm. and, and such. Whereas if you make the big make the big decisions in the first half instead of selling for three, and taking mm-hmm. those seven points, you're leaving all those points on the field where you're playing. 17 13 games and stuff like that where in reality you should be up 21 17 or 
you know, if, if a team is down by like seven or 10, you play a lot more looser and try to build momentum than you do when you're only down one point. Like, you know, a, a good play was made, but goodness gracious, man, you got to hold on to the ball. It's got to hold on to the ball. And to touch on what you said, they fourth down, they do go for it. Typical Gruden, fullback dive. How many times have we seen that? <laughs> I mean, come on. He, sometimes he's a little too predictable. Like, you're supposed to be this, this guru, man, a quarterback whisperer, but you got to be a little bit more innovative, man. I mean, it's just a run of play action, man, a tight end pop, man, a reverse. I just don't see him utilizing the weapons more, especially like Hunter Renfro not getting targeted in the first half. Like, you got to get a guy like that more involved and then go to Waller, go to Jacobs. I mean, I think Nelson Aguilar is, is, is not being utilized, like you said. That guy, he's having a great year, but they're not throwing to him enough. So I think Gruden is, it has to, you're right. He has to be held accountable for the lack of production. He has to get a little bit more aggressive. Olsen and him both. Even though Gunther is not doing the greatest job, he's doing an admirable job for the, the hand that he's dealt, considering that there's no, he just has to change, I really change the coach because of his scheme, not so much of what he's doing as far as the guys that are out there. Oh boy, goodness gracious, man! And um, Kenley Jensen just melting down. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. still five four. Oh my God, Kenley Jensen is just melted down right now. It's it's, it's unbelievable, man. Oh, man. Um, I'm you know I'm listening. I'm just trying to kick this Raiders talk, man. And I just have to sidebar, man. When I look up. <laughs> And just like just like John Gruden and the Raiders melting down, man, Kenley Jensen is just you can't you can't put this man um you can't keep putting Tough this man in this man. position. <laughs> it's just... He's talented, man. He just has those those same type of boxes where he he'll, he'll hang one. Oh goodness, man. All right, man. Um like this isn't so even what, what, <laughs> Go which, ahead. which 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 your your thoughts about going to the Kansas City. How do you feel about it, man? I mean, I know how I feel. This is a loss, man. Like, I'm not even, I'm I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna sugarcoat anything, man, because when we, when we did our preseason show, um, I thought that we'll open the first five games, two and three, right? With the Uh third loss, the third loss being Kansas City, but I did not envision us to be on the verge of losing three straight. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't envision us losing three straight. I had winning Carolina, um, losing to the Saints, uh, probably beating, defeating, uh, losing to the other Patriots and um, beating the Bills, then losing to the Chiefs. Like, this could get real ugly going into the bye. And I'm not even going to waste my time, dude, trying to to be an analyst and forecast what's going to happen in this Kansas City game, if we get a win, it'll be it'll be great. But I don't see any way in hell that we're going to go into Arrowhead and get a W right now. Not the way that we're playing football, not the way that we're playing defense, and going up against the 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 young goat and Patrick Mahomes. Good, like, are we out of our mind? Like, do we really really think that we're going to go into Arrowhead and get a W? the way we've been playing with all these injuries that we have in our secondary, all these injuries in our secondary that we have, 
We're going to stop Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Who's going to stop these guys? Are we going to give them COVID? Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, it's the only thing that's going to stop the Kansas City Chiefs is COVID. Man, man seeing what Can Diggs we forfeit did, this game? I mean, I, I, they couldn't even stop Stephon Diggs. Not to take it away from Stephon Diggs, but he, him and Abrams was going at it, and but he was eating his lunch. I'm like, man, Diggs is clowning. They could not stop Diggs, man. He had a. We, we couldn't stop Robbie Anderson. Yeah, we well, we could we couldn't stop Traquan Smith. <laughs> yeah, they they got to tighten up. I mean, the thing is, I think I don't say they don't have no shot. They got to clean up the turnovers, and they got to be more aggressive, and they just have to play more sound uh, defensively. I mean, against the pass, that's the thing. If they can, you listen to somehow this, get some some press. If you're listening to this podcast. Feel free to at me on Twitter at SpitzGame and call me a buffoon, call me a moron, call me an idiot if the Raiders somehow get a win in Arrowhead. I invite you to, and I'll be more than happy to eat crow. More than happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you would. Is there is there uh is Mariota practicing this week? Um, I haven't I haven't checked on this on, on this report, man. Only thing I, I've been reading is like this COVID stuff. To, to be honest, like I'm just trying yeah. to figure out if our game's going to be played because um, a lot of a lot of people are are affected, and you know where our game versus Kansas City, like I said, you know tongue in cheek, you know only thing's going to stop us from losing in Kansas City is COVID. You know um, we just uh, have to watch uh, the spread that's going on right now because one of the Chiefs players tested positive, and you know they they played the Patriots and. You know, this 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 virus takes a long time to incubate, you know, so somebody could be carrying it for a couple of weeks without testing positive because that's how this thing's going. You get negative tests, negative tests, and all of a sudden it's positive. So it's it's yeah. a lot, it's a lot to keep our eye on right now, man. It's it's just crazy. So yeah, um, yeah. with well, this Mar- Mariota practicing or who practicing, like I don't I don't care, you know, if if Peyton Manning, if Peyton Manning's nephew, uh Arch Manning uh, came in <laughs> and played. Yeah, that right boy balling. Yeah, he's killing yeah. it. He's killing it. He's killing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this whole COVID thing has been, uh, um, you know, the first three weeks it was fine. And then, like, the last, you know, this last week and this week, it seems to be taking some hits. But I think, actually, overall, it's better than what I, I thought it would be just from when they started practicing in August to now. I'm, I'm, it's, I mean, it's kind of similar to what the MLB went through. You know, it was, uh, they, I, I remember you saying kind of the same thing, but I mean, a lot of people thought they wouldn't even finish the major league baseball season mm-hmm. and, uh, somehow they did God's will, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to, I mean, we had Mark, you know, Littlebridge on our show a couple weeks ago. He said, it's going to be, you know, like that. And it's just guys are going to be caught up, take place and they're going to be testing every day. You know, this is just what the landscape is right now. All you can do is just hope for the best, pray, and keep keep going. And uh, we got young men. We got young men, Ryan. Like these these men are young. These men are rich. Everybody doesn't yeah. have a family that they're taking care of. You know, they're not right. they're not they're not married. Don't have children. They're single. You can't expect young single, rich people, <laughs> you know, to just sit at home. <laughs> all day, all day long. You know, this is yeah. this this is these are the terms that we have to come to deal with. 
you know? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like you said, you can't make a young man, you can't tell a grown man or any adult like that to stay and do stuff. And, but they're trying to make them be, you know, as safe as possible. Patrick Holmes was saying that, you know, he has to sleep in another bedroom because his wife is pregnant. He's trying to be real cautious because he doesn't know what can happen, you know, especially her being, you know, being pregnant. So, I mean, the guys are taking, some guys take their job more seriously than others, you know, it's not everybody, you're always going to have bad apple in every bunch. So it's just one of those things, man, that you got to just hope everybody does their job and tries to protect themselves and be safe, but not everybody's going to do that. And that's when you're going to have hiccups. So, um, you know, they just hopefully can move forward and have everything go in a positive light and, and see where it goes from week to week and uh, day to day and week to week. 4220. 4220 Chiefs, what's your score? Are you, are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> 42 to 20. Wow. Okay. 4220. Uh, I'm going to say the, uh, the Raiders in a mild upset. And I'll say not even mild, but monumental upset, I should say. I'm going to say Raiders uh, 31, Chiefs 28. Say it with your chest out, dog. You don't even believe that. You don't even believe no, that. I, I, I do, man. Carlson's going to win it. It's going to be 28 28. And Carlson will win it on the boot, 55 yarder. For sure, man. Thank you for tuning in to Raiders Brawl. Raider Nation, um, I, I hope I'm wrong. God bless and everybody mask up. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.